a Shishkin Productions podcast. Welcome to the 14th transmission of the All Ships podcast. I'm your host, Dave Krugman. And today, I have a special live recording of a conversation with one of my absolute favorite artists in the world, Jesse Wolston. Jesse is a multidisciplinary artist, melding visuals, music, science, philosophy, and so much more into his deeply moving works of art. We caught up about his craft, his upcoming Genesis super rare piece, his thoughts on life and art, and a wide variety of other topics, leading into a great Q&A session from the audience. Let's dive in. Year, I'm Braxton. I'm Tia. I'm Lauren. I'm Chris. And we're bringing you the Group Text Podcast. We are four black cousins texting all day, every day about everything going on from the streets to the tweets. And, you know, we're bringing the group text to the podcast world. Yep. Talking about why America is trash, but also why you should have hope. We're recapping everything pop culture, current events, and what's viral this week. And even hitting you with some life advice, like when you should knock if they buck. Yep, and we'll be keeping score, seeing if city boys or city girls are up. City girls are always up. City girls make them wish like Ray J. <laughs> the Group Text Podcast, brought to you by the Shishkin Productions Network. Join our group text every Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, let's just get started and yeah, let, let people trickle in as we go. Um, so Jesse and I are going to talk for a bit, break break down the project and, and you know, he has all these incredible theories behind his incredible work. So we're going to get into that. And then I think at the end, if anyone has questions or wants to contribute to the conversation, then we can go from there. So thanks everybody for being here. Jesse, um, I know that the space, <laughs> the NFT space has been eagerly awaiting your entry i know in our in our group chats we've been bothering you for months and months like when when jesse nft but the time is upon us and we're, we're approaching it i believe it's friday right we'll, we'll be your genesis on super rare and we are so excited about it and i uh, can't wait to throw the weight of the community behind behind what you're up to man dude thank you so much and i also want to say like now that we're recording and it's public thank you so much for championing me man like it's been Really, really nice and just super kind and absolutely really compelling to have you, you know, in the beginning, dude, just like support me and, and push me in all these rooms and everything. And then I've been meeting so many amazing people. So I'm excited. It's been a long time yeah. coming. So I think no. I've waited too long. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And yeah, I mean, look, it's you're an easy person to support because all I have to do is be honest because your work is super, super compelling and it's so thoughtful. And um, why don't you... Uh, before we even get into talking about the specific piece, like, can you introduce your your uh, art to the, to our community here and just kind of like tell people what you do and why and and you know what's behind it all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm a media artist and a composer, and my main pursuit, honestly, in life and what I've been trying to do since I was, I mean, like, an early teenager, is really understand the human condition and then convey that. So for me, art is almost like a material to what I the, the main goal is. I find us so fascinating as a species. And I really want to find ways of conveying just what it means to be human in a way that you might not expect. And so as an example, like everything from uh, immersive installations and looking at like with this piece, right? How we perceive nature and how we understand color that's informed, you know, from nature um, to things like, you know, building uh, <laughs> robotics to play instruments where the audience can feel the music 
through their bodies <laughs> and and they have haptic suits and things like that to all the way from like i i uh i made an album that looked at the scalability of art right so i made all of this art under a microscope and then i also had a secondary piece that was part of it that was blown up into a planetarium um to look at like how do we understand scale and how do we can how can we understand our own size against that um and then i mean composing lots of that like you know, lots of music but i really see it as as just ways to convey the entire concept or point of doing the work in the first place. So for me, when I see something visual, that's really just the beginning. It's the way to like frame or set up what you're going to experience. And then with the music, it's given it all context. You know, like for me in my work, I don't actually see just the visual component as a full piece of art. It feels really incomplete to me because I want to give you that emotional context and I want to convey conceptually what I'm actually trying to do in the art with multiple senses. So it's this kind of like culmination of all these different things that come together um, that all point to the specific of, I want to understand what it means to be human. And I want to convey that. And I want to show people what they might not be thinking about. You know, we go through, going through everyday life. Are, you, are people observing how their physiology functions in relation to the world around them? Or even with philosophy or psychology, like all of these elements together to try to Build some compelling art, you know. That's kind of that's a long-winded answer, but yeah, that's really what it gets to. You know, that's kind of. I'm not going to sit here and say what the purpose of art is, but one one purpose is definitely to you know hold a mirror up to us and and kind of you know reflect on what it what it means to be human. So that's a beautiful beautiful explanation. I really really love it. Um, I also love how many kind of like different hats you wear. You're like, you know, composing music and doing scientific kind of like data stuff and robotics and, and haptic suits and everything like that. And it just reminds me like how technology kind of um, enables artists to be so much more than just, you know, that, so that lone, like lone wolf out and like chasing their dream or something like that. Um, we're, we're kind of now like, like, for example, with my photography, like, yeah, I'm a photographer, but like, I, I really feel like I'm a community artist in a way. Like I, I want to bring my communities with me on this journey. I want them to be like a part of it, like, like the community as itself is a canvas. So I, I'm wondering what your thoughts on, like, what's your experience been in the community over the past year and how has that informed your practice as well? Yeah, I honestly think this is a huge point because how I feel about my work and I think work in general is that it's, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship between you as an individual and then the community around you, right? Like we all as artists, we have things we want to express, things that we want to convey, things that we think about, right? But there needs to be that back and forth to show someone or work with somebody else or have that relationship in order for me at least to get truly fulfilled, you know? Like I think that's a really important part. And what's interesting about that community aspect is that for me at least, that's informed pretty much most of the art that I've done the last 10 years. When I was a lot younger, I was looking at like, okay, I want to convey this emotion because I'm sad, or I want to paint this picture because I just like this landscape, right? But now I'm like, actually, there's so much more impact and it feels so much fulfilling when I can think about, okay, how is this art going to be received and how can I create it for a specific purpose so that when someone experiences the work, they go, oh, wow, this is actually a really easy way to understand the concept. And that's honestly, that's the reason why I got into installation art. And this is a little bit of a tangent, but that idea of going, okay, I have a concept. I have something I'm trying to convey, right? Then how do I frame that? How do I build that? So it's an experience. So when someone walks into the room, every single element that's in that room from the 
color of the wall, right? To the brightness of a projector or a piece of machinery. Like how can these all be vehicles? So someone, when they walk into this room once again, that they experience what I'm trying to say. And that's why I've been moving into, I guess, different disciplines. That's why there's like robotics, there's programming, there's AI. Of course, computation is the larger blanket that involves everything. There's all these elements that really come together. And I think of it as how can I convey what I'm trying to do the best way possible and what vehicle is that? Yeah, well said. Really, really interesting. And what's cool when art, when art is tied to technology, it's really cool because, you know, technology is an kind of like advances on an exponential scale. So every day that passes, like there's actually like more and more open space to explore. You know what I'm saying? It's really fascinating. Like any any tool you add to your toolkit can take you like infinitely further too. So yeah, and also I think it adds a fun amount of difficulty, which is a weird thing to say. You know, when you're when you when you're going, okay, I'm in a way on the fringes of what's in development right now, or I'm working with emerging technologies. It's it's that element of I'm working in the space of discovery, which I think is really really fascinating, right? To be able to be in a position where you're working on something new and you're helping to innovate and helping to push the fringes of the community or wherever you're at. And that's why I love the NFT space right now. And that's what I'm, why I'm stoked to be here is because it feels like we're all discovering what's happening all at the same time. Yeah, well said. And it's like, because it's a, such a community centered, you know, I keep using this term, people are probably sick of it, but uh, ecosystem. <laughs> um, you, we are really all like little cells building this much bigger being this con this like interconnected global consciousness and i feel like the artists are building the visual cortex and like the audio cortex of that giant that giant consciousness that we're all building together what do you think about that <laughs> yeah well i think it's honestly i think it's, it's beautiful and i think honestly you're you know you're hinting at what i observe when within societies right like you have a bunch of crazy artists who are like we're going to go into this uncomfortable territory build something new and then pave the way for other people to come in and also jump in. Right. Yeah, that, that's true. And Exactly, right? Yeah. It's also a good indicator that we're in the best space possible because it's not yeah. easy, right? Well, it's interesting too. Like I almost get more bullish on the space when people doubt it because their doubts are so – they, they miss the mark so much in terms of why they're criticizing what's, what's happening that I'm like, oh, like no, actually you're just like – you're just making me um, more confident that <laughs> that that we are we are in the right place um, because yeah, and I feel like what people forget is like there's it's the users of the platform that really create the value. So like in Web two, there's a tremendous amount of value in Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all these spaces that people hang out in, but the value is is in the community connections and like the work that we put in like solidifying like the interconnected like neural network of the community and and uh the other value is like you know the content like giving people a reason to be in these places and so nfts are kind of a capture mechanism for that where we can go directly peer-to-peer -peer as opposed to letting um the tech platforms of web 2 kind of vacuum up a hundred percent of the value that we're building in these spaces so that's what i tell to people who are so skeptical i'm like listen like you know the value is there you know instagram's worth billions like but why and then if we can unlock for ourselves some of that value, then we can really change the world for artists. So I'm really excited about everything that's happening. Um, I did pin to, to the listeners, I, I did pin uh, uh, just a, a random example of, of Jesse's work. I would go look at that right now so you can understand like the, the, 
depth of complexity that this guy is working with. Um, and, and then in a minute, I think I'll, I'll pin the uh, preview uh, that you post. You just posted a preview of the super rare drop, right? Okay, so you... Right, so it's Friday the 24th on super rare. Uh, big moment for Jesse and big moment for, I think, the whole space because I think your work is so unique and profound. Um, why super rare? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, well, honestly, I think what's interesting about even just what your last point where, yeah, what I find fascinating about the space, right, is that it's it's almost being led by like social equity in a weird way. Like it's almost like the, to rephrase that, social tokens, right? Where like this space right now is, it's all about betting on the jockey, not the horse, which I think is amazing, right? And I've been looking at these spaces for a while and I've been kind of engaged and they're all absolutely amazing. But Super Rare, just how they approach just as a platform for artists, I really connect with that element of like they're very much so interested in, in creating really, really good platforms and opportunities for artists to convey their work in a way that is is really, really supportive. You know, and so I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of a, a no-brainer then to work with Super Rare. And I've, I've actually been on there for months. I haven't done anything. Um, and uh, someone actually at Super Rare wrote me and was like, hey, we saw that you've been on here um, and you haven't done anything. Let me help you. And I was like, okay. All right, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fact that it's, it took uh, three months, they didn't they didn't forget about me in three yeah. months. is amazing to show that they're really invested in, in artists and artists doing compelling things so i was like okay let's just do it yeah and and they're really like i you know i don't want to flatter them too much but i i really admire their like community first approach um it really emanates from like you know we want to we want to elevate and liberate artists and like they lead with that and it's just they've done a really good job <laughs> at it they've liberated a lot they've liberated a lot of artists from uh you know doing other jobs that maybe they weren't so as excited about as, as creating the artworks that they make. Um, well, what's quickly, yeah. what's interesting about that. And I think this speaks to the overall greater NFT space is that, I mean, I've been, I've been making art for more than a decade. It's been a pretty long time. Um, and it's, it's when I started what I was thinking about, I was like, okay, I'm going to work as hard as I can to articulate my ideas and, you know, both conceptually and technically. Um, and then I'm just going to treat it like I'll get an installation here or I'll get picked up for a commission here, yada, yada, yada. Right. But this space and then what super is doing, I just, and I would say the greater NFT community is doing and what's happening in the space is that you don't actually have to do that anymore, which is absolutely mind blowing. Just the fact that if you look at, look at history, that usually never happens and hasn't ever happened, you know, throughout both visual and auditory art. So it's pretty incredible to be in the space where that is even a factor. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned some really interesting points. I'd love to touch on one. Uh, like, I think that we're living through an unprecedented time in human history for art right now. Um, we've talked about this a lot in, in past rooms and stuff like that, but um, it seems that the te this technology is really like could be the beginning of the largest like transfer of wealth into the creative class in human history. I'm trying to think of other times that could even compare. I think maybe like, you know, during the Renaissance period, there was a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of money for the arts. Like there's some of the best public, you know, artworks were created and stuff like that. Do you two questions? Do you see any comparisons between now and, and other times in history? And the other question is what what happens when artists get empowered with such um, a high level of resources? 
Yeah, I think that's a great way, a great way to pitch a question. Um, I honestly think I, I see it as just a re repeating of history, to be honest. Like, I think this is just a, it's almost like an exp exponential repeating of history in this regard, where like, if you look at just music and, and the visual arts throughout art history, see every era is a response to the previous era. And sometimes, you know, if you look at the romantics against, you know, the classical period, if we're talking about Western music, like you go, okay, there's a lot of emphasis on emotion, which is basically a response to, um, you know, certain rules and things in the classical period, right? And then you get into like further along, you get into like post-impressionistic periods or impressionistic periods, and it's all a response. But when you look at the history and how that has happened, it's, it doesn't seem to me at least to be as extreme as what's happening now. We're like, okay, you have changes throughout culture um, and the structure of societies, but with this NFT component, and I would say not really NFTs, I'd say blockchain, um, I honestly see this as this could restructure the entire way people do everything. Um, and I think, honestly, the emphasis will probably be in business, I think. Um, managing large companies, you know, I think, uh, I think that's where we're going to see it really shine, uh, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I see this as a response and almost like a, a whole new dimension to what we consider to be history and technology. Interesting. Yeah, no, I really like the way you put that. And I like, I, I mean, again, this idea of like our, our, technolo our technologies, I can't speak, our technologies are exponential. So, I mean, we joke about, oh, a week feels like a year in this space. But, you know, if technology advances this quickly, it does almost compress time. So it's like... It's it's really like I love this idea of like the laws of physics. You know, as a photographer, I'm constantly thinking about like to me, photography is like a cross section of physics. Like there's like it's a snapshot of like the interactions of the universe. Um, and it's like it's like pulling a slide out, you know, to, to examine under a microscope with like much more time and detail. Right. But I'm thinking about like when I take do a long exposure and like a car passes by, I'm like, this is a study of this object and light through time and space. And it's just like really interesting to think about how everything you can trace back to like the laws of physics and stuff like that. And like, how do you think about physics when it comes to your work as well? Because a lot of your work is, I, I don't know, I don't know if inspired is the right word, but it's very much thinking about, um, you know, dynamics between systems and, and like, yeah, the laws of physics basically. So could you speak to that a bit? Yeah, I mean, I love this topic. Um, yeah, to me, I'm obsessed with fluid dynamics, as you could probably tell, given that all my material is using fluid dynamics and physics simulations. Um, and I, the reason why I'm fascinated by it is because, once again, it goes back to us as human beings in our universe. And are we actually observing what's happening in our universe, or are we just conditioned or used to what's happening around us? Right? So for me, I look at, okay, there's laws that applied to liquids and gases, as an example, right? Where you have something called turbulent flow or laminar flow. But I love turbulent flow, which is where you get all of this kind of chaotic twirling and spinning of this liquid. And if you look at something from uh, the smoke of a cigarette to what your sink does when you turn it on to the surface of Jupiter, what we're talking about is that the behaviors of those forms are the same. Okay, from a plane taking off, like all of these things to the ocean, like this, this is what I'm obsessed with, is that there's these elements and these rules and these behaviors that are around us all the time, and we're not necessarily looking at how we could use them in the art. So to me, I look at the ocean and I say, you know, I think that's an art piece. 
And I want to, what I'm doing now at least, is, is trying to articulate physics and what it would be like to experience the world around us in different ways through these physics simulations. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that at, at, the, at the baseline science, at the baseline science and behaviors of the universe is the foundation for everything that okay. we're off, right? Because it's those laws that we are. Uh... Amazing. Dude, brilliant explanation. Really, I'm just... But no, I do... I you love physics too so i'm like yes because i see it as well like whenever i see a photo of yours and it's absolutely beautiful with this colorful noir and this absolute like i say it's impressionistic because to me while look at your work i'm like he's capturing reality but he's putting this beautiful lens on it that gives me an emotion mm. um and you, you keep it grounded in reality too which is awesome like you could go as far as oh no this looks like blade runner but i don't give that i don't have that sense when i look at your work Interesting. so when i see like you know the the steam in new york i look at that and i go ah that's that's a guess. Here we go. Look what's happening. Yeah. You know, I think it's cool, man. So it is interesting. Oh man, you, you're blowing my mind here. I really like the idea of like micro and macro systems reflecting the same patterns and behavior. Like I and I love this metaphor. Like to go back to the metaphor of like this, our global creative community is like, like because we have smartphones and we can communicate at the speed of light. Like it kind of makes each one of us a a, a neuron and like this giant brain right and the faster that we that those neurons can send signals to each other like just like the brain right um the more of a, a consciousness can begin to emerge because i do think it's like it's like the complexity and communication capacity of the system that leads to like a more intelligent whole so yeah because is this checks and balances yeah. in a way you know that's that's Peer to peer, that's societies. That's how you live your life in your market. Right. And it's why, like, problem. when you fly yeah, over absolutely. a city, it looks like, you know, the, the cars coming and going, like, it, it's literally like blood flow. Like, you know, oxygenated cars coming in, oxygenated car, deoxygenated cars going out. So, I, and the reason I hammered back on that point is because of what you just said about, like, Jupiter. You know, like, you can look at the, the eyes, the storm. What's that storm called on Jupiter? I don't know the eye of Jupiter. This, it's, yeah, the yeah. eye. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, that eye fluid Jupiter, dynamics. Yeah, at, you know that is like a hundred. You know, I don't know. Neil deGrasse Tyson will correct me on this or something, but like thousands of times the size of Earth or whatever. That has the same, the same fluid dynamics as as like when you you know pour something down the drain, right? So it's like I love thinking about how you're using your um, perspectives and like the root almost primitive of physics to ex explore your craft in, in many different ways yeah absolutely because it i mean it all goes back to the fact that everything i make to me at least needs to be grounded in reality or nature because for me the whole point once again right of why i create is not to i'll say it's it's something that you can experience where you feel like it's familiar but it's it's almost like a, a sleight of hand right so you connect to nature and you go oh i I've seen these patterns or, oh, I see like an environment or a biome, right? But it's it's something else. There's another element that goes, oh, I didn't actually understand that or see the world like that, right? So it's, it's almost out of hand, really. And I think that is, in a way, like what I find fascinating. It's this idea of like, how do I break down the universe? Or how do I understand the universe? And how do I understand what it means to be human? And then how do I create a new perspective or a new lens through technology? Yeah, you know, I love that word lens, too. Cause like it's, 
Um, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you've come up with your own kind of like notation. Is that correct? For for oh, music? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. So this is this is actually years ago, man. So I uh, um, after I did most of my studies, and I was like, okay, I got to sit down at the piano and write the traditional notation. And then I quickly realized that this is really slow and annoying and <laughs> I don't want to articulate every dynamic and every, you know, <laughs> intonation of every note. So I decided to, yeah, make my own graphical notation language because I'm, I'm very visual, as you could probably tell already by looking at what I'm doing, right? So I developed a system that almost simplified uh, traditional notation so that I can get my ideas down fairly quickly. And then when I sit down to if I need someone to play strings or... Uh, work with anyone else or even just, you know, get sound design going in a door. Um, I can do that. I can translate it from that graphical notation language to uh, tradition, uh, traditional uh, notation or a computer program. Yeah, no no big deal. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, I mean, I mean, well, here's the thing, though. It's like, okay, it's about efficiencies, right? Like every artist that I know, I think we're all like this. When you When something strikes and you're like, I have a moment here and I have to capture this. Because this is something really powerful. If I have had an emotional response to this, that means there's something that is really interesting here. And the worst feeling ever is when you're in that state and you go, I know what I need to do and how to do it, but I can't because I'm limited by what the tools that I'm using. And that to me is really sad because there's so many ideas that I I want to experience in the world. And I like, I man, I love art so much. I love music and art so much. Like it's such a huge thing in my life that I want to experience beauty that anyone can create so my my perspective is if there's something that is beautiful to you i'm probably going to feel the same way and i want to express that so it's about efficiency for i me. love that i just love that you have such a good attitude um again to, to the listeners I, i've pinned the uh announcement of of jesse's upcoming genesis piece on super rare it's at the top of the space i'd highly recommend you go check it out right now um and also just a reminder like you know it helps so much to just tweet and share this stuff and we're all in this community together and let's let's make sure that we all like, get behind jesse here so he can make a big splash on his debut um what else did i want to bring up with you jesse um who are some people in either like far history or even today that have kind of given you ideas or or you know been what you'd call maybe a bit of inspiration for the style of work that you make oh i like this so th i mean this is a very hard question though because i can sit here and just list off a million people from like you know if i look purely at music i can be like box for uh for harmony mozart for simplicity of line like now contemporary era other parts for tonality and you know just just sound design, uh, Johan Johansson, specifically for how do you use sound and how to play instruments. Um, then I could go into visual arts where I think, I mean, Raphael was pretty huge to me. I mean, all the Greek lads, like there's so much in philosophy, psychology. There's so many elements that come together that influence my work. Um, and I think, I think that's kind of the ticket for me is that I take things from looking at like, okay, how does classical conditioning function? Or like, how does, how do we understand philosophy? You know, how do we understand the ways of looking at the world and the universe? And then how do people articulate that? Like, if you look at uh, most obvious, obvious example, you have a Mozart, okay? Everybody knows a Mozart. But a lot of people don't know that you get a Rothko because of a Mozart, where Rothko loved the simplicity of line and was obsessed with his music. So all of his work in the, you know, in, in the expressionistic period for him was very simple. 
It was very colorful, but simple. So for me, it's like, it's really difficult. And, and I think that is how I have to answer it is that I take inspiration from everywhere and all kinds of different fields and spaces. I mean, just, just talking with astrophysicists at Cornell and just hearing them talk about the universe and exoplanets and how there's like three and a half thousand planets that we can live on one day because they're in the Goldilocks zone. Like that to me is just like, okay, I could spend three lifetimes just looking at that. You know what I mean? So like long-winded complex answer. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. Um, you're, you're, you know, just spot on. I love to hear the passion. You keep bringing up psychology and I, I just kind of want to hear a little bit more about how psychology plays into your work. I actually, uh, my undergraduate degree was in psychology from Boston University and it's completely, actually like I credit my psychology studies with allowing me to understand um, kind of network effects and network systems. And, you know, when I first began my journey, my creative journey on Instagram, you know, back in like 2013, I my entire thesis on the space was based on what I learned in psychology. So I'm wondering how uh, psychology has affected your own journey and, you know, maybe how you use it to help, you know, get the word out about your work or does it actually like make itself into the work itself? So, yeah. So I'll actually, this is a good opportunity to talk about like how it is inspired, right. Versus going into like the specific aspects of psychology, because to me, like I find what's fascinating is this element of like, okay, you create a piece of art. Right, you're trying. Your point in making it is you're trying to communicate it, right? But in order to communicate that appropriately, you in a way have to understand yourself to understand other people, if that makes sense, right? So if me as a super nerd who loves art, technology, philosophy, science, I mean, you go through the list. If I understand how I respond to it and understand it, that means there's other people that also have that same uh, leaning, right? So when it comes to the psychology element of just how I'm inspired by that with the work is it runs through once again, you know, like how does someone experience the work that I put out? And then how do I also use the tools available to me to try to convey what I'm trying to do? That's why I, you know, through this NFT drop, I've tried to figure out and I've had a lot of help from amazing people. Like how do I actually articulate all the elements in my work. This has been the hardest thing for me to do, right? Like how do I convey, okay, I, the whole point of the piece is to hold up a mirror to show you how you, understand nature around you and then how color informs what you know and then how do i articulate this physiology this physiology that you have that responds to lights and color and absorption of waves and scattering of waves and things like that you know all of these elements kind of come together when it comes to how do i convey what i'm trying to do so i think about it as simple as like a rollout with my nft for instance i've tried to have it much more slow and I hit certain points because I'm trying to figure out how to convey the work in a palatable and easy way. Um, and I think that's important. I think it's really, really integral to understand who your audience is and who you're actually talking to. Like I'm a, such a strong believer that at the end of the day, I'm making art for people, not algorithms or machines. I literally don't care about any of that. I even don't care about the technology that I'm using in a way. All I care about is what, what can I use that best fits the response or the absorption of the work from the viewer. How, what can I do? How can I articulate it the best way that I can? So <laughs> long-winded answer. It's looking at how I understand art and then hoping and using that as a foundation to craft work in a way for other people. Interesting. And it also goes back to this idea of um, the science of all this stuff and what uh, back to this idea of like what it means to be human again, right? Is it, that is That has a lot to do with psychology. And something I think a lot about, especially in this space, is like, 
okay, let's ask ourselves the question, what does it mean to be human? So then it's like, okay, what is a human being? And I think human beings are the product of a long, long arc of evolution going all the way back to single cell organisms, you know? And we spent most of our, you know, behavioral training period our envir- in our environment of evolution. And that environment has changed dra- dramatically over the past, you know, a couple hundred years, right? And even more dramatically, you know, in the last 2000 years. But before that, it, it was much, much more... We had tens of thousands of years of optimizing for a more hunter-gatherer society, right? So we're actually like tribal hunter-gatherer. We're built for that world, but we're in this new world of technology. And it's interesting to see a lot of those behaviors playing out in these new digital spaces where, you know, the idea, why do we love collecting so much? (laughs) Why do we love, you know, why do we, why are people rallying behind the banners of cool cats and uh bored apes and punks right these are tribal identities that and we're kind of we're kind of still stuck in our evolutionary prime time and uh but those behaviors are just being expressed in new technological spaces so it's really interesting to think about that as well yeah i love that i mean that's a great note is that we have this entire range of evolution and we're still expressing those behaviors now regardless of how fast technology moves, right? So it's interesting. We like, of course, community, tribalism, things of that note. But you also see the tensions that arise when, you know, you have like, oh, I could meet like a million people potentially in my life of a social. Um, My brain can't handle that. (laughs) I can only remember, I think, 250 faces. Yeah. So even just that component is super interesting where you're like, okay, I have to navigate this, this world and in a way that means that I have to lean into the, you know, the reptilian or not reptilian, the tribal or like the primitive form mm. of me, but also engage with the technology, right? I know how to use the technology in a way that actually will make sure I'm I'm going to be okay. You know, and I think that's that's really interesting. And it's and especially for artists, like I think it's difficult for artists where, you know, like if we create something and we show our friends, it's great because you know we get to talk about it and uh they cheer us on and whatnot. But then when you show your work to upwards of millions of people across your lifetime that you never meet and they ha- have their own leanings of mm. what they like and what they think is good and bad. Like it, it is a, it's very, it's very interesting and is also slightly, but I think it's, um, I think it's an opportunity to really think about how we interact with where we're going because this is only, only just, beginning yes, of, I agree. You know? And I think you raise a really important point too, which is about like, you know, we weren't designed for this world we live in again, right? So like, we also have to think about how do we protect our mental health when we're encountering um, systems that have emerged in the past, you know, 20 years with the internet um, in our brains, like you said, we're, we're not like, you know, evolution happens over tens of thousands of years. It's like on, on a geological timescale almost, right? So when, when uh, technology moves so exponentially fast, like we've, we haven't had time biologically to adjust to these realities so we have to be hyper vigilant uh so that we don't let it destroy us <laughs> and and to, you know the risk is always there but from an individual level and from a societal level as well like these communities you know we're, the world is changing beneath our feet right now and i think that if we can be good stewards of the technology and the space and the community then that change will be for the better as opposed to like falling into some of the patterns you know that that are possible in a darker future as well 
Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, that's why I, uh, I really connect with how people are conducting themselves in yeah, this space. It's, like, to me, I see it as it's, it's human forward, right? It's the humanity forward. It's people being friends over anything else. And that's something I really connect yeah. to. Like you see, you see the space fracture, you know, there's fractions and things like that. And it's fractionizing, but like, there's still the element of it's open and it's about that connection of making friends. And I think, I think that's, it's, I, that's really yeah, I think that's rooted in the technology layer. So like the technology is, is an open ledger. It's a decentralized open ledger. Um, and it's value is kind of determined by distributed consensus. And I think that that's actually like, because that's the DNA of the space we're in that as we build and, and build on that scaffolding, a lot of those um, principles are being embedded into our social fabric as well. Yeah, you also have in a way, like it sounds strange to say this, but it's in a way like kind of controlling behaviors based on socialization. We're like, you're encouraged to actually make connections and be genuine, right? That's a very fascinating thing to yeah. happen. And I think that is, that's a beautiful thing to, to be, you know, to be occurring in the space. Um, and I, I love that, man, because I think like even me and my art, my whole point, once again, is to, I mean, I really want to have people, I want people to understand what I'm doing by way of the art being the vehicle, where it's actually about how we perceive the universe instead of, hey, look at this art piece, look what I made. Right. Right. Hmm. Well said. Well, sp you know, speaking of how great this community is, why don't we bring a few people up, see if anybody has questions. I see a lot of great familiar names. Jesse, feel free to come up. Uh, Sam Cobra, come up here if you want. Um, Ovec, anyone really. Um, just start raising your hands, and maybe we can just get a few uh, wider conversation for the for the remainder of the podcast. Um, and Jesse, so so always so great to talk to you, man. I really love these conversations, and I I also um, uh, will remind people please go to the pinned tweet, engage with that tweet. Leave a comment, share it. Um, let's get a uh, let's get Ovec up here for first. Yeah, I see a lot of friends in the space. It's a great stage to go through and just follow everyone, people, because <laughs> a lot of good people in here. Okay, let's see, Ovec. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, how's it going? How's good. it going, Dave? And how's it going, Jesse? Uh, you know, I've, uh, yeah, Hi, hey, dude, like, you know, I've been following your steps, uh, you know, for, for a long time now. Um, and, and it's, it's very, uh, it's very good to know that you're about to drop, you know, after, uh, many months that you've been, uh, uh, te teasing, <laughs> I'm an old man teasing now. us with, <laughs> with, with like dropping it and, you know, and I'm, I'm very, very, very happy that, uh, it's going to happen. And, uh, I wish you all the luck. Now, uh, a quick question. Uh, what, what, what drove you to like hold off so long? Uh, you know, it's, I know, listen, we all have reasons. Um, and we all, you know, like some of us will, will jump in, uh, quicker and some, some of us not like Adam, uh, also has been teasing us on uh, super rare. Uh, mm. yeah. So, so I just wanted to know, like, why, why did you, uh, felt like you needed to wait that long? Yeah, honestly, at the end of the day, I was trying to make art with Microsoft paint and it didn't really work out. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Love <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. It doesn't read your physics, which is kind of disappointing. Microsoft is, you know, come on, what are they up to? But no, I mean, okay, so the, the real reason... First of all, I wanted to create something special because whenever I look at a new dimension to my career, 
I'm like, okay, this empty space is clearly something I want to be engaged in for the rest of my life. Like, I truly want to be able to bridge physical installation art, immersive installation art with this NFT component. But I was like, okay, if I want to enter this space, I want to actually create something that is of itself its own thing, right? Where it feels special, this, this first piece is whoever ends up getting it, it will be something special that they'll have for the rest of you know their life if they hold on to it. But the second component was that I, in a way, like we can all understand that there was this huge hype train, this massive bubble, and that was amazing. And I'm so happy that everybody jumped in. But in a way, deep down, I wanted to wait until things settled down a bit so that it can be about the art forward. And then, so there's no, there's no attachment to any kind of hype or anything else. Like it sounds a bit weird to say that, but I really wanted to just be patient, create something special and, you, you know, have a high level of intentionality in a way. That's why I waited. I just wanted to get to a place that was much more focused on this this piece of art and take my time with it to create that's amazing special. that's amazing jesse uh I'm, I'm you know i'm glad that uh you felt confident that you know and what you were doing uh it's it needed to to wait uh this much you know and i wish you all the luck man uh and hopefully you know i'll, I'll, I'll visit uh, New Zealand again. I, I was there uh, uh, maybe two years ago with Sony, and uh, oh, no yeah, I, I loved it out there. Like uh, it was, uh, I was in the South Island, and uh, it was uh, mm. during the beginning of winter, which was uh, June. Um, it, it was it, we had such an amazing time, but you know, I love that country. Definitely would love to go and visit, or maybe you come over. <laughs> Send him some pictures, Ovek. Yeah. Oh, I, so, I have. Yes, please. Fact, my, my, one of my Genesis P's might be uh, for Super Rare, which I'm working on right now, like might be from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. nice. Awesome. I'm going to base it on and, and photography as well. So, yeah, I'm just uh, – it's coming up soon. So, yep. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll speak to you again for the podcast, Ovek. Ovek is a past podcast guest as well. If you go to allships.co and click on the podcast button, you can see all of our uh, previous guests. We've had about 15 people so far. Um, and Ovex episode is a great deep dive into his story as well. So thank you, Ovex, for, for hopping up here. Uh, I would love to move on to uh, Sal. Uh, Sal. What's up, man? Welcome to the stage. Hey, Sal. Hey, guys. <laughs> Super excited about this drop. Can't wait, Jesse. Um, but I'm kind of disappointed with Dave because he didn't talk about cross-pollination yet. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yo, I was, dude, I've been waiting for that, especially when he was talking about microcosms. I was like, there's so many openings. <laughs> Where is this happening? <laughs> all right, all right. I'll say it. Cross-pollination, creative cross-pollination. Ah, there we go. All right, this, this is complete now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Saul, did you have any, any questions for Jesse or did you just want to... Um, uh, did you want to pop in and just say hi? More than question is that, uh, you know, I just really appreciate artists that take their time to uh, make sure that their work is complete and it feels complete to them. Uh, because usually most of the time, those artists are also the ones that see their work stand the test of time and, and be, you know, more than just eye-pleasing or... Uh, you know, a strong topic per se, but it's something, you know, deeper than that. So I really appreciate Jesse kind of like, you know, uh, taking his time to develop this project 
And and I mean, I think what he's doing in general is just like, you know, he's pushing boundaries and not, not just like visual boundaries, but also like, you know, uh, what, you know, art can communicate and how it can communicate. So, uh, you know, so I'm I'm very excited about that and think, you know, the future, I can't wait to, you know, one day go to the Met and, you know, put some glasses on, <laughs> put some glasses on and see his work in AR in an entire huge room. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm waiting for. Amazing. I'll, I'll get you a free yeah, ticket, I'll, mate. I'll, be, <laughs> I'll get him a I'll be right there. I'll be right there with you, Saul. We'll do it together. I love that. I love that idea. Um, yeah, awesome. Uh, thank you, Saul. Um, and also, everybody, please go follow Saul. He did an incredible crypto documentary about uh, what's what's happening, and it's like such a good snapshot of a certain moment in time. And and he's an incredible storyteller. So everybody, go support Saul as well. Saul, I would love to just right now formally invite you to come be a guest on the podcast as well so we can talk about all that stuff. Um, okay, great. We'll, we'll set it up. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be in touch. Um, next, I would love to hear from Lip, one of my favorite artists. What's up, dude? Hey, hey. Yeah, thanks for, for getting me up. I have a, a little bit of a nerdy question or sort of a, um, something for, for Jesse because I, I myself am I'm sort of really keen in artists you know, transcend their mediums or their traditional mediums just venturing whatever technology throws at them so I I, I saw with pleasure you no know, Jesse do that in whatever I could pick up I mean I'm grinding myself trying to to get a good handle on, on Houdini and all those tools that we get in, in visual effects production so the, the question is where does he what's the, the current curiosity around sort of new tools to be creative in and where does he see this kind of end like where where, where is the point where we sort of lose um, agency or, or authorship or if that's not an issue at all um, if that makes any sense so just hearing where, where his sort of travels with new tools new technology will is bringing great, him right now great question I love that question Jesse you want to address that Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think for me, like when I look at technology, I think if I look at two things. One, like, is it the vehicle for the best, the best, uh, for the, is it the vehicle that will realize the idea as best it can? Like, what is going to be the best vehicle? So the second component is, do, is there a form of realism that I can attach onto? Right? So, this element of like, okay, uh, what kind of programming language would be great for robotics? Right. Or if I'm doing something visual, like, OK, what physics simulations or what programs are best suited to create as much realism as I possibly can? And by doing that, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to have it. So it's, you know, when you have a film where it's, you know, you're suspending your disbelief. Right. When you watch something that is CGI, um, you see it and you go, OK, this feels real. So I'm fine, but I know it doesn't exist. That is the whole point for me. Trying to get as close as I can to realism. And then also, what is the best vehicle for that? So in terms of the agency question, though, if I kind of understand that right, um, I think it's just going to be a consistent evolution, right? As new technology emerges, it's just going to get more and more immersive, and there's going to be more tools that will enable artists to do, to do the exact things that they want to do with efficiency. You know, I see it as like, I see technology as you, you have your structure of how you navigate the world. And that with technology and art, I see that as just ever expanding as technology gets better and exponentially grows. So hopefully that answers your question, Lip, if you want to have anything attached to that, any additional curiosities? Well, it, it definitely does. I mean, it's definitely sort of, your answer is 
perfectly fitted for sort of your your way of 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 looking at at of creating things. I'm I'm personally not very attached to the notion of realism because I always felt I I want to sort of break away as much as I can without losing availability. But yeah, that's a matter of sort of um, mm. um, intention or just sort of conceptual view. That's so great. I'm mostly just um, I just brought it up because I just love when we create things that through the tools that are so we, we cannot produce that with our own hands or brains. We need an enhancement and that opens the door to just visual spectacles or not just visual but in, in general that we haven't seen. So I, I, I can only look in, in, in excitement when people just take that on for whatever uh, sort of goal they may have set up for themselves. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be excited mm. to follow along here. I love it. Yeah, thanks. Awesome, man. Lip. And everyone, please go follow Lip. I, every t- yeah, Lip is actually an absolute legend. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna just gonna gas him up. I'm like, we got to connect. I want you on the podcast as well, of course. Um, I also love the way you think about art in the space. And whenever you, I hear you speak in a space, I'm always um, my ears my ears perk up. So thank you for for joining us today on stage. Um, in the interest of of time, let's get um, G Monk. What's up, dude? What's going on, everybody? I just hey. You know, want, hey, Yo. hi, hi, friends. <laughs> Jesse, I just wanted to come and support. I'll be, I'm putting my bid in on the blockchain on your Genesis piece. I might not win, but I'm putting, I'm putting it down. What? Bringing, bringing you up, dude. I'm oh, thank you, man. I'm uh, excited to. That's so nice of we, you. We have a internal thread that we constantly, constantly, constantly use, uh, and <laughs> and uh, I'm just so happy to see this day coming for you. And uh, I can speak for all of us, most of us who have done drops and know the excitement and the rush of adrenaline uh, that ensues mm-hmm. on drop day that, that you'll be feeling, and it's just really exciting to. Uh, you know, approach that day with you and, and give you all the support you need um, whenever and wherever, my oh, friend. Religion. Yes. And dude, I have to say too, man, thank you for your help. So everybody, like, there's, there's some pretty pivotal people that, you know, as I haven't been doing what I would consider 3D, this idea for that. Long. So I hit a lot of walls and I go like, you know, when it's three days deep and I'm like, I can't figure this out. And people like Gmark, and I also want to call out Chris, and also Ivan at the bottom, they've been absolute amazing people that I can go to and be like, hey, I can't figure this out. What do I do? And it's like a little hint or a little shove in this direction, and it solves the problem for me. So, dude, thank you, man. I appreciate you coming up and sharing this with me and helping me out. So, Dude, I think I speak for everyone that we're all super, super, uh, super proud of you, my man, and, uh, you know, excited to meet you in person. Uh, in a, in a few months yes. and 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 grab your muscles and um you know that's that's gonna that's gonna be a thing. <laughs> you, you two want to make your own space? Getting straight to dirty dancing. I actually do. Have a um, You've killed me. I don't know. <laughs> I um you know uh, I, are are you looking into tools like Touch Designer Notch? you know, audio reactive generative systems outside of Houdini? Absolutely. Yeah, I've, uh, I've done a couple of pieces actually in Touch Designer where I've done specific explorations of like, as an example, how distortion functions based on amplitude, right? And I've run that through particle systems as a way to articulate stimulation in that particle system from distortion. So that, that element is really important. And also 
to your point, music drives a lot of the work that I do. So it's a super integral part. So as an example, like the, uh, the Starry Night piece that Dave posted, all of that animation is actually driven by music that I've, mm, I've written. That's a ticket. And I, and, I do that, and I do that because it's what I find is that if I sit there and I try to design things, it doesn't, to me, have a very expressive behavior, right? So if I can use music and I can play music or I can compose music that I never actually listen to, but I purely use it as a driver, I find that that's really expressive because I can do so much more dynamics and how to be expressive with sound versus uh, just sitting there and clicking my mouse. Yeah, and those, <laughs> and those, and those keyframes yeah. are, are – that's, that's real amplitude. You know, you, it's hard to – that's yeah. hard to simulate with just, you know, some easing functions and such, like actually having the amplitude of music, the way it moves organically is impossible to simulate otherwise. Yeah, man. I love it, dude. That's actually a great question because I, I, there's one thing I haven't talked about for a minute. So I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I, I think, you know, there's, there's, and, and even Unreal, like there's amazing, uh, mm. there's amazing audio reactive work being done in Unreal now too. Um, and, and I do a ton of installation work. So I, I just, you know, I'm always thinking about that, that, that organic function of, of amplitude in music and, and sound is there's nothing like that. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. Do you, of course, everybody knows you, your work is absolutely incredible. And, and I love that you, that perspective. And I think that's very important because that connects with me because it's, it's human, you know, human. It's, it's things that we experience other than just the, the click of the mouse, you know? So that's why, I appreciate that's why the photographers on here love shooting film. Same reason. It's like that, that the way that light, yeah. the, the light, the way that light reacts on the emulsion and how the grain is, is distributed in the values of the photograph. You can't, you can't simulate that. You can get close, but nothing beats like a real light sensitive film, you know, in, in how it. This actually, that actually also inspires me to, take note of my approach to sound design too and i like i just love talking about this stuff because it's so fascinating and it's, i'm super passionate about it where all the sound design that i create for, i use synthesizers but honestly for the most part about 90 percent of the sounds that i create are all made from recordings of instruments hmm. because that allows me to like take this really expressive human instrument that's played with beautiful intonation and dynamics and and convert that to something new but still retain that same behavior or that feeling you get when you hear a real recording versus something that is, uh, you know, synthesized, you know, and I think that's, that's what I love. That's what I love throughout art. It's just this element of, uh, it's just using nature or things that are expressive made by humans. And that's why I love the romantics, you know, like every, every, a lot of people love the romantics and they've done so much for, for music purely because they were like, okay, let's, let's lean into expression as opposed to terrorist dynamics, you know, <laughs> things like that. So. That's awesome, man. Beautiful. Well, G-Monk, thank you so much. Not only are you one of my favorite artists in the space, you are also one of the most supportive and um, important members of our, of our community as well. I just love how much you throw your weight behind other people. And thank you so much. I'd also love to invite you formally to come on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just I'm just booking out the next year right now in this space. Um but yeah, that, I, I think we should kind of wind it down here. Um, I really, really appreciate, first of all, everybody for joining. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to briefly just, you know, say uh, Jesse's Genesis piece is coming out on Super Rare this Friday, the 24th. Please, before I close the room, go go tap on that pinned tweet and share it. 
Uh, it'd be really helpful for us in our community get get the word out about this incredible um, entry into into NFTs. Jesse, you're the man. You know we love you. I'm the president of your fan club, whether you like it or not, for life. Uh, to all the listeners, um, I just briefly what All Ships is. All Ships is my creative community, and it's to kind of it's my way to prove to the world that there's space for everyone, and we can all rise together. And it's we're, we're stronger if we collaborate instead of compete. So just join us, please um, join our discord, which is a little crazy right now. And I need to catch up on it because of the drive drop I just did. Uh, but please visit us at allships.co. There's over a hundred articles written with collectors and artists in the space, tons of good insights for you. If you're trying to learn about how to succeed in NFTs. Um, I think that about does it. Please follow Jesse, follow all the people who came up on stage and ask great questions. Uh, Jesse, you know, we all have your back. Um, we, you know, we're, we wish you great success here and our article will also come out on all ships about, you know, your work and your life, uh, in advance of this exciting day on Friday. So thank you so much for being here and Jesse, any closing remarks? I mean, I'm honored. Like, thank you so much for everybody taking the time to just support my work. Like, and any, even if it's a simple like or retweet or it's a DM when I'm like, oh my goodness, my genius is coming out and I'm stressed. Like, it's just, the, you know, everybody has their microcosmic lives and to dedicate your time or allow your time to be used to help somebody else and to support me in my work, it means a lot. It really is, I look at time as the highest form of, of currency, right? To be able to dedicate your time to me and what I'm doing, it means the world. So I hope everybody likes it, you know, <laughs> that would be great. And yeah, thank you for coming. We like the Jesse. That much is clear. Everybody, please, again, leading up to this drop, let's all throw the weight of the community behind Jesse. We are all in this together. All ships rise with the tide. Let's go. Um, and yeah, let's, let's, this is going to be really fun to watch because I know a lot of people have eyes on you, Jesse. So, so uh, don't be nervous. I know it's crazy, but um, this is the beginning of, of, a, of a really beautiful journey. Um, so just try to focus on on the positive the positive sides and, and try to let the anxiety wash away. Uh, much love to you. We'll we'll speak later privately. But thanks again for coming, and thanks to everybody who tuned in to the All Ships podcast. And I'm gonna I'm gonna shut it down here. But uh, yeah, talk soon, everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another transmission of the All Ships podcast. What a great human that Jesse Wollston is. So full of thoughtful takes on everything unfolding at the bleeding edge of art and technology. I'm wishing you the best of luck on your upcoming drop, Jesse. The future is bright for artists like you. Thank you to the masterful musician, Ollie Channon for our theme music. You can find his music on all streaming services and at oliechannon.com. You can find all things All Ships at allships.co. I'm Dave Krugman, and until next time, keep your creativity flowing. Productions Podcast.